Welcome on back to Baseless Claims, our bi-weekly casual talk fest where we talk about stories and things that have happened in our real lives. Go ahead and reach out to us on Twitter or in the comments below or wherever you happen to be watching this. And without further ado, my name is Tay. I'm Tori. I'm Tyler. Hey, guys. Hey. What's up? I'm ready to talk about an album. I'm yeah, ready to, let's I'm talk ready about to maybe a duo. Discuss. Probably. I'm ready. Discuss. It's probably Get a double feature. It. It's, a, it's a double It's a double feature. feature. It's a double whammy. We're getting into it. So I chose the album this month. I specifically had Tori choose the album again last month so that I could do this month because Foxing's Nearer My God just came out a few days ago at the time of this recording. And I wanted to get this album hot out of the gate. Mm -hmm. I wanted it. I've been waiting on it. Foxing is my favorite band of all time. They are fantastic and I love them dearly and everything they put out, I will worship yeah, would um, you marry the, him? Yes. I tried. <laughs> tried reaching out to the bands for the legal rights. Oh, they yeah. said no. So, so if you're watching this, we're looking into it. If, if, yeah, if you're a, if you're one of them legal eagles out there. <laughs> so, like I said, the album that I chose for this month is Foxing's "Nearer My God," and "Nearer My God" is a play of the song "Nearer My God to Thee," the like religious thing, religious hymn i think it's called I, I would say it's a hymn yeah um famously kind of like rumored that it was the band was playing it on the titanic as it was sinking because it's just a song about like facing death and like going to the end and foxing's nearer my god is very much an album kind of about that i think there were i've listened to a podcast where they talk about kind of you know, it's it's uncertainty and it's facing, you know, a, a weird end point, whether it be the band, whether it be in the world, kind of facing down the apocalypse almost. And is is it is it more of a personal like you're facing down your apocalypse? It could be. It could be any of those things. Art could man. be whatever you interpret it as. <laughs> yeah, man. But I I loved the album. I was I didn't know what to expect at all and I didn't want to have any expectations for it because this was an anticipated release for me mm -hmm. um, and I think it's their longest album like they have three albums now it's their longest LP that they've put out but it's their most direct which is almost weird because it's an hour long their first album was like 30 some minutes second album was like 50 minutes and like this is their most direct. Like there's no orchestral interludes. There's no almost breathing moments. It's it's at your face almost the entire time. Like it doesn't take any moments back okay. like the other album would. And it's to me it was a very diverse and like very creative showcase of what they can write songs as like what what their songwriting abilities are and their vocal abilities are i think vocals were a huge part of this album they they directed you through the whole album mm -hmm. like and lots of really really interesting vocal styles like vocals were not the same one song to the next like they were either mixed differently or they were in a different tone or like in, a different in, in voice. one case in particular like vi just sang it entirely differently yeah yeah i think you're yeah. probably thinking of game shark i'm thinking of the last song lambert lambert where it's very low yeah yeah it again like every single song like there's almost like a different vocal style that was done which is something that i've never heard from foxing before mm -hmm. it's when they when it comes to their lyrics and how they sing them, it's always just been the lead singer, Connor. Mm -hmm. his, he's the vocalist and he's always just kind of projected his voice in one way mm -hmm. and that's the way it's been. But here it was really interesting to go song by song and like, oh, wow, this is... Playing around with like yeah. styles as a singer. As yeah, a playing around with styles as a singer and like finding what works best for the song. Like to me, it, it showed like a lot of like extra thought put into not just like writing the lyrics but the vocals, like how do you deliver the lyrics themselves? Like mm -hmm. how do they kind of work with the song? So I thought that was really interesting to kind of like use that as another, like almost tuning your instrument differently. 
Like, that, yeah. sort of, yeah. I guess I've not thought of it that way. That's a good way to yeah, put it, though. It is. And it, to me, it really showed a lot of, like, a weird direction from them, like a weird progression as, like, okay, this was something that, you know, maybe didn't have the forethought that other things did in previous albums. Was this experimental for them? I Super experimental, I okay. think. I think this was very, like, because every song just is different. Like, Game Shark was so different. Mm-hmm. Game Shark was wildly different. And then, like, you go from Game Shark to just a pop rock anthem, like Nearer My God, the title track. Mm-hmm. And it's just so vastly different between the two. And then what I thought was most interesting was they wrote a pop hit with Heartbeats. Like, Heartbeats <clears throat> was a pop hit. Yep. a good song. Yeah, yeah like... That was so out of left field, like a full prevalent sample throughout the entire song, like sampling like that string orchestral thing that was going on. Yeah, like that, uh, like, like a full cut up sample. Was, that was so interesting to hear. Like it was like a like balletish in, in like the beginning, and then kind of like more orchestral and symphony. Like as, yeah, and then like, like there was like a weird dark bridge to that song where there were like vocals <laughs> dropped off, and it was just this like weird bridge thing that they yeah. cut up and then back into the chorus. And it was just like, wow, this this sounds like Madonna. Like, this sounds like it could have been a pop hit in the 80s or something. Mm-hmm. Like, just the way it's delivered and everything. Like, just how I kind of described this album was Connor's just, like, floating on top of these, like, different influences and genres that they've never really touched on before because the vocals, like drive all that songwriting mm-hmm. and to me i i loved it like the only song i didn't really like i like it i like part of it it's crown candy where it goes into that kind of like weird up uh, i don't even know how to describe it like i think it's like a bridge or an outro of crown candy that i like but the rest of the song i'm just kind of like mm. mm-hmm. but if there's one thing that foxing to me knows how to do it's how to lead into a chorus or a verse, just like a big swell into it, like building tension, building tension, and then release all of it into just the most satisfying, just tie in yeah. to <clears throat> whatever next that they're doing and loved it. Yeah. Loved it. One thing that really stood out to me about this album is the chord progressions on all of the songs were nowhere near conventional. Really interesting shit. Yeah. It was all over the place. And how how I felt about this album, like, so you go to a cookout, right? And you see Mrs. Donovan, she, she brought a dip. And you're like, all right, what the fuck? It's a dip. And you go over there and you dip your chip in and there's like seven layers of this dip, right? And you're Mm. like, okay, these layers look pretty good individually. And then you eat it and it's like an orgasm in your mouth. You're like, holy shit, all these layers work so well together. This is a wonderful, awesome dip. And you look down the table and there are 10 more dips just like that. That's how I felt about this album. Wow. That metaphor started in a weird place. It started (laughs) and I was like, I was like, this is not going to end well. I thought about that metaphor all fucking day. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good way to describe it because you really have no idea what you're getting into. Yeah, absolutely. Like right away from the first track, like kind of something that's been there before is like the, the grand piano sound, but then like the electronic elements mm-hmm. took a forefront, which they've never done before. They've almost kind of been like a atmospheric background in their yeah, past albums. Yeah, it was more prevalent. Yeah. yeah. Electronic elements took a forefront in a way they yeah. never have. I definitely mm. got some Dead Mouse vibes from some of these electronic sounds, honestly. Like they sounded yeah. straight out of... Uh, like Trapped in Dilliards had a yeah, lot of... Yeah, straight out of like, uh, well, One is Greater Than Two, like his really like long Droney album. Like those kind of sounds were in this album too. And I liked that a lot. The more soundscape elements. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I, yeah, I. what was I saying? I'm sorry to cut you off. No, 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 you're fine. Um, it's been 30 seconds since we last <laughs> talked about Dead Mouse. Well, <laughs> Had to on. hop into it. Come on, I've got a concert <laughs> on Friday. I'm excited. I'm allowed. And um, what were your no, favorite tracks off yes, of Yes, I don't know if you want to rank them like that because you look at albums different. I feel no, like. No, 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 I, I like doing favorite tracks. Oh, okay. Um, let me pull up song titles here so sure. I can try and, and remember. while he's doing that, Tori, what did you think of the album? Um, 
Okay, so I had a I had a very weird experience with it because the first time I listened to it through, I didn't like any of it really. Really? Yeah. And then I was like, oh, okay, well, this is and and so the reasons I didn't like it are, it was, it seemed very muddy. Like the I don't know if it would be the mix or whatever. Like it didn't it it seemed very very muddied and like a bunch of stuff was really thrown together and it was like I don't like the, you're kind of just mixing up everything and nothing's really standing out to me and it's like and then um the vocals I I don't like the vocals on mm-hmm. almost anything because all I it, it's going to sound really bad and I know it, like I don't know how else to say it's like it was it almost seemed like it was a joke like it was someone kind of like singing in a way that's like just kind of loud to like annoy their friends but it's, like that was only the first time through um no it, he's, he's got a very interesting voice it was yeah. it seemed like a mix between bony Vare and group love kind to of me huh. and i was like <laughs> i'm not sure how i feel about that but the second time through was like a completely different experience altogether like I was like, all right, I'm gonna. I want to just give this another shot and go straight through it again, and right from the get go, like that opening, the, the way it opens with uh, Grand Paradise. Mm. All of a sudden, I was like, mm. oh shit! Like, your vibe. This is it. awesome. Like, yeah, yeah like this yeah. is really, really cool. Like, what, a, what a good, just like the way the instrumentals come in to like start the album. Mm-hmm. Immediately, you're like, all right, this is cool. I mean, I guess not immediately. And then it took it just, the second one, <laughs> yeah. but just, for me, but. <clears throat> blows up with the line shock collared at the gates of heaven i i'll be honest i maybe picked out like five words i could not understand a single thing he said the entire same but i do that to any song so i like lyrics and i don't know like i could not understand them but like i just focused more on the instrumentals and what was look up their lyrics sometimes because they're very interesting they're very shrouded in metaphor and i love just like reading like i love not even listening to the songs just reading through their lyrics and trying to kind of like like it's a poem almost yeah Yeah. like grasp onto it and like go each line by line and like take a minute on it and try and think of its meaning Mm -hmm. um but a lot of times i've just it's it's hard to understand sometimes yeah and it it it, it was just weird because i i know how Connor, his name is, right? Mm-hmm. I know how he's sang in the past. And then this one was so much different. Yeah. And I was, it was like, I, even the second time, not hot on it. Except for Lambert. I like that one. I'm hot on the vocals. Just how, because there was a lot of, like, I caught, especially on Lich King, mm-hmm. or Lich Prince is what it is. Um, a lot of, like, Frank Ocean inspired vocal technique. Like it was very, I don't even have a word for it. it vocal it was, technique, not sound. Yeah. Vocal okay. technique. Okay. Um, and vocal delivery, not sonically the same, but delivery and technique. I'll be honest with you. I've never heard a Frank Ocean song, so you should. They're pretty good. I'm at a, Frank does I'm at a, a bit of a loss whining scream. Okay. He's got a whining scream like no other. Okay. So that's what you mean by that? Yeah, and okay. just how it's delivered in a sense, but um, yeah, the the instrumentals the entire time that's, just yeah, that's what I kept coming back to when I was yeah. when I was writing this list is like almost every song, most of the inter- like most of the instrumentals on there, I am a big fan of. Yeah, Absolutely. and it's totally different song to song, mm-hmm. like but the drummer keeps it tight. Yeah, that keeps it very tight. Is actually, jo- insane. Yeah, uh, his name is John. <laughs> fucking ridiculous drummer like Like, album to album the rock like just holds every song together and like i've tried to think of the songs without drums and it's just like no it wouldn't work work. absolutely it would it it, he's so fantastic at it like it's like it it only it took me half an album to like really appreciate how good he is Mm -hmm. because like those the first half of the album like yeah this is really good and then i started to like listen to bits and like more and more pieces of it that I wasn't wasn't particularly paying attention to in the first half, um, and I I focused on the drums one song I forget which one it is but it's in the back half, and I just was blown away. There's so many different rhythms and sounds mm-hmm. and just 
shit happening, and it's yeah. all good. Yeah, he can really keep a groove. can really keep it tight in there. Um, <laughs> Go my, get a sports slap. <laughs> my favorite songs ooh, were Grand Paradise. Yeah. Good way to start the, it the off. Intro, yeah. The intro song on that album is just, just bar none the best. Um, Lich Prince. Um, also good. Mm-hmm. Nearer My God. Just a groove, especially when they get into that last verse. If Heartbeats isn't on there, man. Heartbeats for oh. sure. Oh, absolutely. That's and then a, That's a good one. Bastardizer. Yep. That one was all right. It wasn't my favorite. But and Won't Drown. They, yep. Won't, Won't Drown was on mine. Won't Drown was fantastic. There's Bastardizer a- had a live version before it had the album version. Mm-hmm. And I love the the live version a lot. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's It sounds totally different. Um, Bastardizer album version... Almost sounds like a classic rock song, hmm. like it, like those. Again, just really weirdly mixed vocals, but somehow just mm-hmm. kind of works. Yeah, like it, like there were so many different influences that I like, or just styles that they tried out that mm-hmm. was just ridiculous. Like there was just so much. Like I picked up a lot of like, especially in the opener, um, Grand Paradise. Um, like Radiohead, and then last song Lambert. I got a lot of the Killers from that when it like built. Yeah, up. I can hear that. Yeah. yeah, I got a lot of the Killers on that. Uh, Heartbeats. I got all I could think of was Madonna. <laughs> like it just it to me it just sounded like Madonna. It was great, <laughs> but it was just like pop songs, and then like a like um, Crown Candy starts with like a weird like Latin guitar kind of riff, and then you get just stadium rock songs included like really indie rock stuff whereas in the past it's it's been indie rock but with that like kind of emo twinkle to it yeah like some some emo twinkle but yeah i i thought this was such a jump for them yeah like dealer their previous album will always be my favorite album of all time like mm-hmm. ever like yeah. it's so it's Dealer is hauntingly good. Dealer yeah. is haunting. Droned. Is good... It's haunting. There's so much atmosphere to and Dealer. The other thing about Dealer is like it almost doesn't end until the album's over. It's like songs don't end. They no. just like they they all bleed right into each other with this atmospheric through line. And if you listen, like if you if you just listen to the album through, it literally doesn't cut. No, ever. Mm-hmm. No, it keeps you going. Like. Dealer is like a full like piece. Dealer is a piece that you have to listen to. Yeah. Um, whereas Nearer My God isn't necessarily the same way. Like you can get you can do track by track. You can do track by track. But yeah, to me this was like a huge jump, and that's why I kind of wanted uh, to listen to like both of them mm-hmm. because. Like I mean, Tori, you you listen to both of them. Just how different super, were they? Super different. And I I like love these are Dealer. the yeah the last yeah. two. Like Dealer was the last album they had before this. Right. Like there hasn't been anything between. I yeah. actually happened to listen to it as well. Yeah, so and I'm it's in on the conversation. Yeah, and it, this Dealer is haunting, and it's just atmospheric as yeah. shit. Like, oh, yeah. and it's not as vocally driven. Like no. Dealer, the instrumentals kind of like drive it and the vocals push you along with the song to keep you there. But now in Nearer My God, it feels like kind of opposite where it's like the vocals drive you through the album. Yeah. I like it is such a huge change. It is. That was, that was ridiculous. Like going back. Cause I had, I had heard a couple ones like night channels. It it bops to you. Yeah, it's <laughs> no channels, bops. Night channels is another just display of like God, those drums are fucking wild. Yeah, but that was that was such a crazy thing to like because I had heard stuff like I I had before I like sat down and really listened to it. I had definitely heard elements of it um, just by proxy of being your friend mm-hmm. and like riding in cars and shit with you. But sitting down and listening to it and then listening to Nearer My God was. It, it hits you in the face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it hits you in the face immediately with how different because it is. Because there is... Because Dealer has... It's it's mellow, but it has enough parts of power that... 
you're kind of satiated and if, again, you, if you get those cravings they're, and they're stuff. They're experts of power. They are truly experts of like, we're going to build you into this power moment. Mm-hmm. Like, But it, it, it never, it was never like rock ballad power. No, no. It's, it's a different kind of... It was like a mellowed of, power. Yeah, it's a different kind of power, but it's just like it builds and it builds and it builds and then like you finally get that moment and you're just like... Like, I think my favorite song by them is Eiffel, and that song slaps. (laughs) That song hits you across the face with power. Yeah. Yeah, it's real good. And, yeah, but then just very different form of, like, how are we creating these songs? Like, what's... It's sonically so different. Not that I know the band as intimately in terms of like their thought process like i haven't watched you know making of albums or anything like that with them but just listening to it nearer my god felt like it felt like something that they needed to do like we need to test these out we need to play with this we need to see what can go together what can't go together and i feel like that might have been why to me some of it felt muddied like the Mm -hmm. the the sort of whatever mix is that what it is i mean it could be songwriting it could be anything where there's just a lot going on it's like all of a sudden it gets to these parts where like so many things are layered and it's like nothing sounds like anything and it's just kind of noise and it's like this like this song was going really well and then you had to do this part for 40 seconds and it was kind of like i could see it yeah yeah, yeah. does that does that make sense no it totally makes sense and i don't mean like no it totally makes sense where there's so much going on like that you're you can't focus but yeah but nothing like leveled to let the other one breathe it was all just like came together and then just it was just noise for a little bit Mm -hmm. and um i think heartbeats did that for a bit yeah there's like that ending part where it gets a little bit darker yeah, and then it tries to go back to that last chorus. Yeah, but for, there's a weird second where it doesn't quite work. Yeah, and it's, and it, then it, it just sounds kind of muddied again. And 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 I don't know if you got that at all, or if it just didn't bug you. No, I got that because that one moment in heartbeat still every time I listen to it, it like takes me back. Yeah, it's like mm, I wish this would be fixed. Yeah, but yeah, it kind of comes out of nowhere and it stays only for a second. But, but there's then, a couple songs that have bits like that. Yeah. Where I guess I don't understand the choice behind it and it, it doesn't ruin the song or anything like that, but I'm just like, why? Do you know why they did it? No idea. Okay. No, I mean, it could be just a lot of stuff going on and no one wanted to get rid of any individual elements for that part of the song. So they're like, no, keep them. But it was uh, engineered and produced by E.M. Hudson, who's in the band, but mainly... Uh, Chris Walla, who is in Death Cab for Cutie, mm-hmm. um, produced the album. And, like, I mean, that surprised me hearing that they had, like, A-list, like, indie legends Death Cab <laughs> for Cutie. Yeah. Like, are they, are they A-list? Oh, yeah. Okay. Like, producing, like, someone from Death Cab producing this album to me was just like, whoa, this is going to yeah. be big. Like, this is going to be like really different and it was like yeah. are they on the rise right now i th- like this one i th- like i genuinely believe that like with individual songs on this album like with nearer my god um slapstick and heartbeat um, heartbeat this will really bring them to an audience yeah. that wasn't there before okay i think this might be like to me it kind of feels like they're like make it or break it moment. Yeah. Like, and that's what they've kind of talked about in the podcast that they were doing. Mm-hmm. Just like, you know, that's what the song nearer my God is about. Like, like, um, I want it all. Like, does anybody want me at all? Like just kind of struggling mm-hmm. with, like, I've been doing this for like eight years and like, I have no money and like yeah. nothing to show for it. Like, does anyone want me? Like, yeah, like kind of, kind of like a, should I give up? Is this my end? Yeah. Yeah. Like, is, is this where we call it? Accepting it sort of. Yeah. And to that note, I think this is the perfect time to try to see them live. 
Because they're going to be how how big are they right now? Like in terms of like I, they've got a fan big base. following in like a specific scene. Okay, so like yeah. they do sold out shows. They do. Okay, because I was going to say like like sold out like this is five hundred cap rooms. Five hundred cap. That's actually the perfect amount that I was thinking. Like a smallish venue like that is perfect for this kind of they a sound. They are so good live. It's unbelievable. Like, yeah, that's kind of like sound a th- like they would be. They kind of have like a thing like among their fans like they have like this thing that follows them is like okay okay you might not like the album but like you gotta see them live like it's totally different um showmanship or just pure talent on stage pure talent on stage pure how they work the songs on stage and just energy Mm -hmm. like they just bleed energy on stage Like it's on like the first time I saw them was in 2014. Oh, you have seen them. Okay. At a VF. I've seen them three times now. Every time they've been to Minnesota, I've seen them. Um, the first time I saw them was, was at the Minneapolis VFW. Nice. Basement of the VFW. (laughs) Nice. And that's how I found out about Foxing. Like I had listened to the Albatross before, which was their first album. And was like, okay, that's pretty good. Is this when you were just going to like any show that came through? This was, I was seeing Sea Haven, which was my favorite band oh, at the right, time. Right. And uh, they were opening for Sea Haven. And this is, Connor, if you're watching, <laughs> and I know you aren't, <laughs> um, Connor and Ricky were outside smoking cigarettes. And like, I had just turned 18. Yeah. So like, I had been like next to them outside the VFW, like smoking cigarettes, didn't even know it. Yep. Like, didn't know who they were really. Yeah. I was just kind of like smoking with them. Like with like the first pack of cigarettes that I bought. That's cool. Nice. <laughs> and then when it's like, went inside, like everyone at those, like, I remember those stupid fucking basement shows and everything Yeah. because I hate this shit. Everyone leaves during the opening acts to go smoke outside and just talk like the whole scene. Yeah. Like goes outside to smoke. No one watches the opening acts at yeah. all. So it's just like, fuck you guys. Yeah. Um, but I stayed and listened to Foxing and I was just like, okay, this is pretty good. And I was kind of like checking out the merch table. And all of a sudden I turn around and I see Connor whip out a fucking trumpet and start blaring that <laughs> shit on stage. And I was just like, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen in my yeah. whole life. How many people were watching him at that point? There were probably 50 people in that room. Wow. So it was like, it was a really small show, but that's when it was just like, this band is so good live. It's unbelievable. Mm -hmm. Like stupid good. And I'm glad I got to see them on the dealer tour because those are my favorite songs ever. And even those, like you, you see those, like you listen to them on the album and there's just like, there's energy there, but it's mellowed out. Yeah. But then when you see those songs live, there's just like a power to them. There's something yeah, new yeah. brought to there's, it. Yeah, there's something new brought to it where it's just intense. That's cool. And to me, perfect out al- Dealer is the perfect album. This song, I mean this album, really, really good. It's a it's a it's a fucking jewel on the center of the crown. Like this is I feel like this is projecting them to new audiences. And Hopefully. this I'm yeah, hoping this will be like their big break. Like they deserve it. They let's, let's hope it's their their make it, not break it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I want this to be like these are the songs we wanted to write because they've said with this album, like, you know, th- you may like this album, you may not. Like we kind of understand this is going to be a little bit of a divisive album, yeah. but these are the songs where we were like, you know, if we're going to write these songs, this is what we want to do right now. Yeah. So to me, it's just like I hope this just like is their moment where it's just like, no, you guys are playing like a thousand cap rooms now. Yeah. Or just bring them to the next rung up. So yeah, bring them, sure. bring them to the next rung up. Yeah. Come on. Because they, they're so fucking talented. They are. They are absolutely talented. They're stupid fucking talented and they deserve it. Do you feel that we're in a place now with how accessible music is that people are genres and fans of certain types of music like it's it's bleeding together more than it once was it's almost a to me it's almost like a weird combination of both because i think for the people who are more explorative mm-hmm. there's accessibility oh, now to i like this and i like this and i like this and like you know now you can put two bands together that wouldn't have played together traditionally because the fan bases are different 
and there's not much of a bleed through. Whereas now it's like, no, people want to hear different kinds of music. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's cool to have, you know, like an emo band play first and then just like a punk band headliner. Like people like that stuff. Yeah. But it's also kind of started almost like a, a, not a war between genres, but like a like no, I'm hardcore and that's what I am. Oh, and yeah. like like people taking like with social media and everything, like people taking stances is like this is who I am and like I only listen to hardcore music and yeah. that's it. I listen to this one heavy label and that's it. Yeah, exactly. There's yeah. more there's more like kind of the mindset like, oh, there's like so much other shit going on that's not real music. So like I'm hardcore and that's it. It's kind of a good way to live life. (laughs) It's kind of a culture for both. I'm curious because you've brought this up every, with every other album. Did you watch any of the other, any of their music videos at all? Unfortunately, not this time. I caught glimpses of one of them. I think there's only one music video that I could find. Um, they have, um, one for the first album, two for the first album, but those ones are kind of like, eh, yeah, eh, the the music video you really want to be watching is the music video for Night Channels. Yeah. And the music video for, they put out one for Indica after the album. I think that's the one I saw. It's just like a creepy dude watching TVs. Did and, it start with a record? I'm not sure. Because that's what I remember. And I, I couldn't watch all of it because I was at work and I just had it like, I had my phone off to the side uh, and I was listening to it on YouTube. Um, and I caught glimpses of the music video, but I, have, I didn't really watch the whole thing. You've, I'm, I'm going to say this for you. You've got to watch their music videos. Night oh. Channels, Indica, and Slapstick right now are like the big, like those are directed by Josh Cole, who's a former member of Foxing. Um, I've showed you the music videos. They are. Yeah, I've seen, I've only seen the Night Channels one, but it's like a short mm. film. Yeah, it's yeah, like a short yeah. film and it's fucking incredible. I love them. Like, <laughs> No, you don't get it. I love them. <laughs> I they love don't even them. know why you before exist. We get, before we get too much off topic, I want to kind of branch off of what you uh, had kind of put out there that music is uh, kind of blending together genre-wise yeah. or whatever. I think one of the reasons that is such a big thing right now is because of uh, curated lists and curation on like Spotify and iTunes yeah. music and stuff. Right. Those are yeah. great. And that's, yeah, 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 that's yeah. sort of what I meant too. Because yeah. it, it'll be like, here's the... Here's heavy in your rotation, and then it'll just take things that are like that or, like, that they see their yeah. users listen to. Like, they listen to this band and this band, so then they start curating all those. And, yeah, and that's a great way to find, like, mm-hmm. it's it's enough of, like, a stepping stone where it, e- it can, like, help to ease you into a new, yeah. a new genre or I'm, something like that. I'm one of the weirdos that really likes Pandora. Uh because it's a radio station. Yeah, and you don't you. you don't have to like put a lot of effort into making a playlist or anything like that or you don't have to like click through curations. It just kind of does it all for you and you don't have to like take your headphones off and do shit or whatever. And I like Pandora because, you know, I can just find a song that I'm already listening to on a different station and be like, "Hey, I'm kind of grooving to this right now. Hit make station from this song and it plays stuff like that." Mm-hmm. And yeah. I really really like that. Like uh when Feel It Still came out by Portugal the Man, I I fucking love that song. I don't yeah, care how many great. times you play it's it. A, I fucking love that, that, that song. It's a hit. That band is a fucking it's killer. It's amazing, yes. Um, and I made a station off of that, and I've been listening to that for fucking months now. There's so many good songs on that station, and I recommend you listen to that Pandora station. You should just station. listen to all of Portugal the Man. Absolutely. You should. They're great. No, and you should. Yo, you should. I will. I've listened to it all. I know. I have. Listened. I've listened to all of it. I'm the biggest. <laughs> <laughs> I have all of their faces tattooed on my chest. But uh, as a as a bottom line for me for this album albums, there's a fucking cat hair in my eyelashes, <laughs> and I've been picking at it for like twelve minutes. Uh, audio fuck only you, listeners, Maury. you should tune in to the YouTube video to see you can see Tori fuck with his eye the whole time. <laughs> Contact's gonna fall out. <laughs> Fuck you. Um, I really like this album. Uh, definitely something I would listen to more than once. Uh, you should. It's better the second time. <laughs> and that that's my bottom line. Can I can I give a bottom line? You can give a bottom line. Can I be line. your bottom line? Be the bottom line. Sweet. This, because for people who aren't 
Because I've been like following foxing, so like I was already you, on you the train. In, of, yeah, like yeah. your mindset was going to yeah. be more into it than like because I like them as right music creators, not necessarily just like oh I like their songs. Like I like what they create. Mm-hmm. If you listen to it the first time and you're not connecting with it, and you, there's elements you like, but you're you're just you're kind of not feeling it. Just sit down, give it another listen. Because my second time listening, it might as well have been the first time. It was mm-hmm. like it, it was like I didn't even hear it the first time. Almost like I don't know what happened. Because I sat and like I was, I sat and listened. I didn't, I wasn't doing other things. I sat and listened, and it was. I don't. For some reason, the second time, my third eye opened, <laughs> and I was just like brought into the vortex. And like, yes, of course, there's good. There was some elements I didn't love on it, but like all in all, this was super solid. And you start to. Um, pick up on more of the layers that that made it interesting like a fucking um like a ballet no like uh <laughs> what's what's that like irish into the scottish instrument where they wear the kilts bagpipes bagpipes what there were bagpipes yep. on the oh, album yeah yeah, yeah. end a song right yeah it's kind of interesting. it was like through the whole thing of bastardizer there yeah. were bagpipes and like i'd seen from their social media like a year ago or like two years ago that they were in like this like empty room, like they had like recorded in a hallway and everything. They had mic set up, and they had this dude in a doorway playing bagpipes, and he like fucked something up, and he's like, "Fuck, let's go again!" Like it was a real <laughs> Scottish <he>? person. <laughs> well, I don't think you're not allowed to play them if you're not. No, and it was just like they'll kill you. This I was just like, where in the fuck are they putting bagpipes? Like, what the fuck is going on? Um, and then yeah, just really like. My bottom line is like really interesting instrumentation throughout, like really interesting choices, like sampling. Mm-hmm. Never heard that from them. And Go listen. Like, don't let this be their break at moment because this was mm-hmm. they're kind of putting their necks out. I felt like on this one. Yeah, they are. So go support them. Buy some merch. See a show. Yeah, we'll like, s- comment, we'll and start, subscribe. We'll start the buzz with this podcast. And it'll, it'll grow. It'll grow. This is all it. because of us. <laughs> yeah, dude. We'll we'll be collecting <laughs> our checks yeah. <laughs> weekly, Connor. <laughs> so I didn't want to like ruin your train of thought when you were talking um, at the beginning when you said that his name was Connor. But my in- name is Connor. Yeah, exactly. I'm the android sent by Cyberlife. My Cyber name is Life. Connor. I'm here to do an album for you. Yeah. <laughs> this is some android album. No human could make this. Too too good. Too good. Listen to Dealer as well. Yes, absolutely. Dealer, my favorite album of all time. Like yep. any band, any year, anything. Dealer, I will always go back to as just like this is powerful. This is emotional. This That's is cool big. and all. But have you heard Kenny Chesney? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I have. I fuck with Kenny it's, Chesney. I, oh, what? I like country music. Since Why? when? I'm down with country music. Why? It's, it's the most professional shit you'll hear. I think uh, I said this on another. It's the most safe. <laughs> no, I don't want to get into this because I'm just going to get. I think angry. I've said oh, this no. on another. Podcast. Tyler wouldn't have liked <laughs> oh, country. <no. laughs> I've said this on a previous podcast, I think, or I've had this conversation maybe just with Tyler, who is on the podcast. Mm-hmm. I like country music purely from a standpoint of this is the most professional, like. <laughs> clean music you will hear because Nashville is the industry of just like these are your biggest producers these are your biggest engineers like this is where the top talent is behind the board they everything is so clean like how you were saying like muddied mixes and everything Mm -hmm. country is clean you will never get that because the songwriter like the people who are come on let's be real the people in their fucking cowboy hats and boots are not the ones writing the songs. That's they fair. are paid to hold a guitar and have a picture taken of them. Luke Bryan does not write songs. <laughs> if he does, more power to him. But like the people writing, God the song- wrote it through his hand. <laughs> the people writing the songs, the people producing, the people engineering, and then the people mastering. It's a professional like. It is the the introduction of the factory line. Like, it's clean. Everywhere you go, they're using the best shit. 
They've got the best people. <laughs> Son, where I'm from, clean and country don't go in the same sentence. You feel me? That was pretty good. <laughs> Gotta give you that one. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's why, like, country music, I love just making up my own lyrics to it. Like, if I'm driving down the road or something, just if I'm in just like a goofy mood, freestyle along to country music. Like, crank that fucking shit sing over the lyrics in my own like freestyled version it usually boils down to something about like incest or being in a truck <laughs> and wearing blue jeans because let's be real the lyrics dumb as shit every time y'all dumb motherfuckers want a key change <laughs> i don't care i don't care how funny you try to make it the old tyler wouldn't have done this i tori i the old tyler was forced to listen to country up until 2012 he knows every country song made before 2012, but not on his own accord. No, no, not on my own accord. Hashtag not my Tyler. <laughs> no, my uh, like family just listened to country music. So whenever we were in the car, in a boat, which I was forced to be in a lot, always country music. You're on a lake in Minnesota, up north Minnesota. You're not getting anything but country. <laughs> huge <laughs> boat guy. Huge <laughs> boat guy. Like... Tori, you've spent time in northern Minnesota. Sure have. I don't think there is any other stations but country. No. No, that's, that's no, all that you is get. Fair. And northern Minnesota brings us to our sponsor. No. <laughs> that's what we're saying. We should try to get Tyler to sponsor us, right? Oh, yeah, we should. Endeavor Tiny Homes. He's not going to pay oh, shit, though. <laughs> Fuck him. If we got a dollar, that'd be a sponsorship. Dollar Shave Club. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. It's good. But yeah, I'm not going to listen to country for that mix, though. Yeah, probably not. Can I share a an embarrassing, uncultured no. white guy story with you? Yeah. It depends. Run it by me first. Does it have anything to do with fur... Yes. Okay, so uh, I got lunch today. Uh, there's uh, the place that I work, this position. Um, it's right Keep on Central out. Avenue. <laughs> it's right on Central Avenue or whatever. And there's a bunch of uh, restaurants up and down uh, the street. Ah, of a city street. <laughs> yeah. They've got like a Thai place. There's a good Mexican a place over there. A Tide place? <laughs> Jesus Like they Christ. just sell I Tide can't... Pods? Yes, they sell goddamn Tide Pods. Wow, I can't believe they're actually making those restaurants Yeah, now. Yeah, they're pretty The millennial market, great. they're getting it. <laughs> we're, we're killing off the housing market, but by God, God Tide's killing it right <laughs> now. I mean, if Applebee's has to die for the Tide Pod restaurant, I'm all right Bring with that. Bring in the pods. <laughs> as long the... as they do half-price apps as well. <laughs> I'll do the uh, sautéed pods uh, with a pint of bleach on the side, please. <laughs> uh, fresh and linen or cheese? ocean breeze. Or you can upgrade to orange zest. What do you think is good? I like the orange zest. Are you just saying that because it costs more? Mm. Okay, I'll get the orange <laughs> zest. <laughs> anyway, so ton of like different different varieties of restaurants right and uh there's a store called the holy land which is kind of this mediterranean conquer it <laughs> <laughs> jesus it's kind of this uh yes jesus you're correct we're uh, gonna crusade that bitch <laughs> uh, it, it's mediterranean and middle eastern food uh middle eastern in my holy land <laughs> and a i've got a store. we have to bomb their families jesus, god damn we'll get to the point already <laughs> I'm you set there. the entire scene of saint paul in minneapolis <laughs> we get it it's a city street it has restaurants on it it is a city street Continue. So Here's where it the is. Holy Land, and I'm, I go up to the counter, and I'm like, "All right, I'm gonna get some good food." And I look at the lady and go, "Ah, oh, yes, I'd like the chicken gyro, please." <laughs> <laughs> and immediately, I knew I fucked up. <laughs> and I kind of looked at her, and she looked at me like, "I get it, you're white." And I'm like, "I'm sorry." <laughs> A couple minutes later, my food came out. It was fucking delicious. That I mean, I, most people would say gyro. Yeah, gyro. <laughs> I'm going to get one of them gyros <laughs> with Bernagonese and a Philip Mignon. Philip Mignon. But yeah, that's my embarrassing white guy story. Do you guys have any? Oof, yeah. Un- so I was in my house, right? Ten feet to my left, there was a wall, okay? And then there was some carpet beneath me. So There's you're in a chairs house. and furniture. You're in a house. In a standard house. No, hey, no, no, hey, no, no. Tori. But there were stairs. Hey, Tori. Yeah. You know there are only 280 characters on Twitter, right? So why are you using all of them to at me? 
So Foxing's <laughs> music videos are really good. Tori, what did you think of the Night Channel's music video? Uh, beautiful. Really well done. Uh, told a story. It subverted expectations. Uh, really good use of colored lights. I like I like neon lights and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. We all do. We yeah. all love neon uh, lights. And obviously I'm not like using them in any particular way here, but like, man, it looks it looks good. Yeah. It looks real good. That's the one music video I will go back to is like, I'll watch it like a short film because mm-hmm. it's gorgeous. It's gorgeous and I love it. Mm-hmm. And and it's interesting. It's in, Yeah, it's got like, it's got the, you know, like the standard music video thing where like you need to have someone singing the right. song, but... It, they do it in such a creative way where in he's like, like at a bar doing karaoke. Yeah. Like, yeah, that is cool. Mm-hmm. But it also doesn't kick in until the power move comes in. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? The tasty power move. Tasty power move where you get those neon lights. Tasty power visual. But you, you ought to watch. You ought to watch the new video for slapstick because it's got like an animatronic like puppet thing, and it also features real vomit. Yeah. I don't want to watch it now. I gross. cannot. I cannot watch vomit. Like it. It shows uh, Connor obviously starring in the video and just he's a star puking on command. Like he talked about that in a podcast that he did. They were like, so like, how did the puke work? He's like, oh, that's real puke. Like the one talent I have is I can puke on command. The one talent as a lead singer of this great band. Yeah. <laughs> like the the one talent as as if just not completely creative but Mm -hmm. yeah can throw up on command that's crazy how do you do that i'll take your word for that one yeah because i don't want to watch that (laughs) that's disgusting it's a great music video i need to watch it sounds good yeah all their all their videos prime stuff like the the member of the band left to go to like new york film school oh wow like what instrument was he bass and a lot of like the atmospheric like under building uh electronic elements okay like he would play live um yeah just so yeah who'd they replace him with did they re- did they pluck oh they didn't replace him nope didn't replace it they just the dropped a member yeah yeah they dropped a member so oh, it was a okay. it was a quintet oh. now it is a quartet okay i mean they have That's... people they've always had extras touring with them right like they've had people like they had live strings tour with them and like mm-hmm. extras, like backup vocals and everything. Or they've utilized um, people on tour with them, like bands they're on tour with. They've utilized like a member of that band to like go on stage and like do the backing vocals or like the duet part with them. Mm-hmm. Good shit. Yeah. Yeah. What's who's who are the best performers that you've ever seen? Foxing. Really? Foxing is all around godsend. Can do no wrong. <laughs> Can do no wrong. Um, I'm trying to think of other really great live acts. Um, Balance and Composure, another favorite band of mine. Rip. They are they done? Done. I'm sorry. I've got a. <laughs> yeah, you're really broken eyes up about it. You're sweating, bro. <clears throat> um. No, I actually like. Oh, you sw- actually choked? <laughs> yeah. Here, let me drink this beer. That'll wash it down. Hey, chase it with a jewel. That'll help you. You're right. <laughs> um, well, balance and composure is really good. On this podcast. Yeah, I was gonna say the episode title is Tyler Dies. Um, great for SEO. I'm, I'm trying to think of. We saw I the Mighty. They were really good. I the Mighty, super good live. Yep. Enter Shikari's. Dude, Shikari's killer live. They're so good live. It's unbelievable. I'd put Foxing on par with Enter Shikari as like energetic and like a livelihood to the songs. Really? Yeah. <clears throat> I the Mighty's really good live. Um, God, I'm trying to think of like various acts I've I've seen. Because like one of my favorite bands was Sea Haven. And like it's amazing how much like a live performance can influence you mm-hmm. because – they're so dull live. Like, it's just, like, almost bad. Yeah. How, like, they perform, and it's just like, oh, my God. Like, well, when I, I used to like this song. <clears throat> a couple of years ago, um, I saw Portugal the Man live, and 
they got up there. They didn't really move around. They just went right into the next song and just like boom, 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 boom. I love when got up do stage, that. and I was like, sweet. They, they were not dancing around. They were not super energetic. <clears throat> they got up there, played the songs well, got off, and I was like, that's what's up. <laughs> yeah, no, I love when bands don't try and talk between their set or like don't try and yeah. like interact, and they're not just like, how's everyone doing tonight? Yeah, or the worst are like the hardcore bands. Like, shut up. It's like. What the fuck is up, Minneapolis? Yeah. Are you guys ready? Move up! Move up! Move up! Everybody move up! And like everyone's like, people. Yeah, there's like, like three nah, people. I'm good. Like, yeah, there's like, there's like 40 people in I'm the like, room, maybe, and they're like, move up! Yeah, move I'm like, up! Like, I'm not going to move up for the opening act, because last time I did, a 400-pound sweaty dude crushed my frail 145-pound <laughs> body. I'd hardly call 145 pounds frail. What are you saying? Stop it. Don't look. I'm very self-conscious about that part of my body. Your tummy? He's looking at me. drinking a lot of beer. What? You're the only one with a beer right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's the one time you can say that. Oh, boy. Fair enough. <laughs> Man, I it's just... It's a cry for help. I just I just looked at your face while you, while you said that. Mm -hmm. I saw this little twinkle in your eye just... Full of rage. It's <laughs> just directed pointedly over in that direction. Because I'm real worried that it's going to start becoming, people are going to be like, is he actually, <laughs> is he actually an alcoholic? Does Tori have a problem? Yeah. <laughs> nah, it's fine. We joke here. <laughs> we have fun. Yeah, we have fun. flask. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I don't know if this is tradition or okay. I... It would make sense, but I also don't know if the family was just different. But I went to a baby shower this weekend. Oh, it's been a while since I've been to one. And a baby shower that... Traditionally, only for women. I think that's changing. So progressive. <laughs> Tori... Give men some rights, finally. Tori, <laughs> you should know by now that anytime I get to speak, this podcast just turns into my leftist agenda. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um... But I went to a baby shower. Not a drop of alcohol served. Not one drop. And I don't know if that's standard. It's because mommy's yeah. carrying a baby. Yeah, I didn't know if like, oh, I can't drink, so none of you can drink. Yeah, that's yes, the, I think that's that is thing. it. Is it? Yes. God, that f that was fucking bad. <laughs> like, come on. I'd it, imagine pregnant women are very vengeful because they're like, fuck. Like. You busted. Now I have to carry this piece of shit inside of me for nine months. Like, it hurts to be awake. <laughs> but like, So, like, if I can't drink, fucking no one's drinking. Yeah, that's I fair. would do that shit, but too. Like that, we, that's fair. Like, in, in Minnesota, like, it is very standard for, like, any gathering of sorts. Like, wouldn't you say, like, for every gathering you've been to, mm. like, it's always standard to just have, like... For the kids, there's a cooler of pop and water. Yep. And then there's a cooler of just, like, beer. Yeah. Like, that's yep. just, like, standard. If you're going to a birthday party, <laughs> if you're going to a backyard barbecue, yep. if you're going literally any event that I could ever think of. Yep. One of Mick Golden, one of Coca-Cola or some shit. Yeah. Yep. There yep. is yep. always a cooler of beer. And sometimes there are nothing. And so sometimes there are multiple coolers, and they've got like the the cardboard from yep. the six pack taped on the top of yeah. it. Yeah, that's yep, the way to absolutely. do it. Absolutely. Yeah. So like to me, it was just like, you mean there are events where alcohol is not served? <laughs> that's fucking lame, dude. Yeah, I'm out. To me, it was just like I, this is so standard for where we live, and it's also like, I don't want to be here. Yeah, <laughs> what a baby shower. Kill me. And it's like. A baby shower is one of those things where it's like, it's kind of one of babies. those I know. <laughs> obligations for all of the family members. Mm -hmm. Like, no one wants to go. No one wants to buy you an expensive gift for your baby. Yep. But you're obligated <laughs> to. You have that kid. You buy it shit. Yeah, exactly. That's I, what I would be like. I don't want to buy you a crib. That, that shit's like $1,000. <laughs> then don't buy a crib. Just buy like, I don't know. Diapers, diapers, also expensive. Forty bucks. Baby food, also expensive. Well, yeah. Well, just buy like one baby of those baby clothes. Expensive. The, the, the Why are baby clothes expensive? It's like an eighth of the fabric needed for normal clothes, and they don't last that long. And just as expensive. 
Yeah. Why are they so expensive? Babies are expensive. You know they why? Are. Because they can. Yeah. America. Fuck America. Fuck Wait, America. no. Fuck babies. That's you know. It. Fuck baby America. Yeah. R.I.P. <laughs> <laughs> you know. You know what this is? This is big baby. This is big baby suffocating the market. Get it? Like big pharma. Are, is this like? I didn't get it, but is this like the movie the Boss joke. Baby with Alec Baldwin? <laughs> yeah, it's the Boss Baby. He's the one running all the baby clothes industry. The baby corporations. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Again, everyone should just stop having babies. Absolutely. Just don't. Yeah. Why would you want to do that? You're like, it, well, okay, most people don't wait till they're at a good point in their life to do it. But then some people are like, okay, I'm finally stable. I have a house. I, I've met my partner that I want to be with for the rest of my life. Let's fuck everything up. <laughs> like, let's never have money. Let's never sleep. And people are like, oh, it's 18 years. No, it isn't. It's the rest of your life. It is entirely the rest of your life that you have to support that baby. Yeah. Are you kidding me? And like. Plus, what's the thing for me is like the baby didn't choose to be born. No. And, yeah. That's the thing. When par- <laughs> parents do that shit. To me, Just it's the like, way you deliver that. You're, you like spoke in the third I, person. <laughs> I have been mad about it since day one. <laughs> I am in debt oh, because yeah. I was born. I'm fucking pissed about it. Yeah, that's a thing. I didn't choose this. Yeah, parents but I are have like, to make my way through it. Yeah, parents are like, yeah, well, I wiped your ass when you were a baby. I'm like, you had me. You didn't have to do that. That was your choice. I am not indebted to you for that reason. Oh. If anything, you're indebted to me because you chose me. I didn't want to be here. I got the fucking luck of the draw. Can you imagine how peaceful it would have been to just never have been born? No. Nothing. There's nothing. How can you, how could you possibly fathom that? There'd be nothing. It'd be an eternal nothingness. Yeah. How can you fathom that? Oh, I've thought about it. How? Your brain can't wrap itself around that. It's too infinite. It's kind of like sleeping forever. But in the I best guess. possible way. <laughs> you, know, you know when you sleep but don't dream? It's like that, but forever. Yeah. I just watched a comedian who described that, and I was like, yeah. I mean, we made it to the jaded millennial portion of the podcast, so there's that. We did. That was this, here. arguably the most jaded millennial. Yeah, no, that We're was like, pretty bad. Now you're just mad at, like, I exist, and I'm pissed about it because now I just have to, like, well, fuck, there's things I have to do. Like, I have to have a job, and I had to have gone to school for 18 years, and I had to do that. Like, I have to just continue now. There is no end in sight. But you know what and makes I'm it better? pissed about it. You know what makes it better? Guy Rose. Foxing. Foxing makes it better. Yeah, and they means, they give and me gyros and friends and podcasts. They give me that sweet, sweet itch of joy of just like God. This is good. It's like a main line. It's a main line. Oh, that was one thing I wanted to bring up. Uh, not to get back on the album and make this get whole back podcast on the yeah. Like, come on, it, I but, love foxing. I'm um, totally okay with the whole fox. Towards podcast. the end of the album, I started getting angry <laughs> about how good it was. <laughs> like. These big swells would happen, and these power moments would happen. I just, and you're just pissed you that know, they would, can do that. Yeah, you I, can. Would, I just like I verbally said out out loud. I was like, God, I fucking get it. You're great. Mm-hmm. And then I just, like kept. Isn't it just a little bit disgusting? It is. Like that's good. You get to a song like on Dealer. You get to that song like Glass Coughs or Eiffel mm-hmm. or Night Channels, where it's just a masterpiece through and through, and you're just like, Fuck you. <laughs> You think you're better? You think you're better than me? You think you're better? Than me? <laughs> you are, but <laughs> fuckers just get angry about it. Yeah, you just get angry at how good they yeah. are. Yeah. It's like disgusting. It's like <laughs> I almost like kind of want to go to a live show with for these guys. One because it would be amazing, but two because I would get even more angry. I'd be like, the "Fuck, God, you guys are so good." Damn it. I hate you. <laughs> yeah, no, there's an energy. You find yourself just whisked away in it. Mm-hmm. They put on the best live shows. Oh, I wanted to, when I was thinking of live shows too, like, obviously, to me, Shikari, Ender Shikari does the best live shows just because they make the most of every aspect of the show. Um, but 
It's a oh, full like they combine songs and remix them. Mm-hmm. They like yeah, they'll like remix them live. They also use the sound check as like a as like the beginning of a story, and then the rest of the show is taking you on that story. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um, like the 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 one that I just went to, uh, or not just went to, but it, I I went in February. Um, during the sound check, they were doing the whole album was like someone who's about to like board a spaceship and go and explore space, and they were like it was like subsonic missile testing and it was like the the control tower and um the scientists in the control room oh, cool. like communicating with each other and they were like rocket tests in three two and then the base would hit as like when they were testing how like the, the cool. big subs mm-hmm. and stuff That's it was really cool and it, you'd like rattle your dress that was cool but odessa odessa would be neat to see odessa's really good live because i mean it's they it, have a full fucking drum line yeah they yeah. bring out like the whole drum line and stuff like that and then they have just in el- like basically in a fucking enormous TV mm-hmm. behind him, and the whole time it's just playing really fucking cool visuals. And Odessa must be bringing in some fucking money because I saw they had like three camera people when I was at the show who were going around getting like crowd shots and stuff, and they all were using Red Epics, wow, <laughs> which are very expensive cinema cameras. Yeah. I, I just love good live performances. Yeah. It's hard. That's what brings in the money. No one brings yeah. in money from albums anymore. Yeah. Album you can sales get shit for free. Like that's why I'm really yeah, album sales aren't shit. Yeah. So like live performances, that's your it's merch too. Mm-hmm. You gotta sling that merch game. Yeah. Like, like if you're not selling merch, you're not making money. And not to get back onto Dead Mouse, but I love his live show too because of his whole unique style with it. Yeah, like you said, puts with on a, like a live light show and everything. Yeah, it's like a like, cube or something, right? Yeah, with Odessa, you know, you explain that really big, like basically TV, right? Yeah. Now imagine one of those like this, and mm-hmm. two more like this to mm-hmm. make a cube, right? You've seen it. I've shown it to you, mm-hmm. and that is just so so different than any other uh, live performer of that same kind of wheelhouse because mm-hmm. the, the shit that he can put on that on that cube looks fucking amazing and it's all synced up to the music and everything like that it's absolutely amazing yeah yeah they can do some cool shit and like i mean there's obviously like a big difference between like a rock show and then and an, an EDM, EDM show, EDM yeah, show. Yeah, like yeah. they have different vibes to them and stuff like that but for sure for sure to wrap up the podcast since it's entirely been about music i'll just finish it out with some finish me off to you finish it out with some music things. My favorite albums of the year so far, yep. as it goes right now, are Nearer My God by Foxing. That's instant, number one right now. Instant favorite. No, in no particular order. Yeah, These are just, there's an order. Um, Everything Was Beautiful and Nothing Hurt by Moby. The East-West Sessions, like the live recorded sessions. Fantastic. Where's the Drop by Dead Mouse. You listen to that? The orchestral versions. Oh, I'm so happy about that. It is really good. Testing by ASAP Rocky and Tranquility Base Hotel and Casino by Arctic Monkeys. Do you guys have any favorites of the year? Um, I've got one I'm really hyped for. Okay. Um, well, actually, two-parter. Um, Dead Mouse's newest album is coming out soon. Apparently, it's supposed to be called Mouseville. Uh, I'm not really sure um, because he did release this... It's not an EP, I don't know what you would call it, but it's got uh, a single, an extended mix of the single, a couple of remixes, and some tracks by other artists on it. Yeah, so, yeah, it's like a it's like a single. Yeah, sort of, yeah. It's like um, how the UK does singles. Yeah. Like they, we'd, we'd know, we've been. <laughs> and uh, that's kind of a teaser for the next album coming out, and I'm mm-hmm. really hyped for that album. But the song that came out on that is by far one of the most beautiful pieces of music I've ever heard in my life. It's uh, Monophobia, the extended mix, not the radio edit. Radio mm-hmm. edit's like meh, but the extended mix of Monophobia is such a good fucking song, and I will send it to you because it is absolutely. Oh, amazing. I've already added it. Okay, good. Um, but that's really what I'm hyped for right now. Um, I don't really follow music releases. Um, I just like I said, I go on Pandora and just listen to shit. Okay, yeah. But hey, if something comes along, I'm I'm down for it. Or you got any? I'm more anything this year? I don't. I don't follow music as closely as that. So, like, I mean, my favorite bands have all released albums in the last year or two. Oh, that's good. So, like, I'm kind of waiting on that. There's Hands Like Houses. Um, I really like them. I, I'm. They just released some some new stuff. Um, or like a like a 
the single or whatever. Anything so. coming up that you're excited for? No, can't say. Any shows? Any? Is there something that I'm missing? No. Oh, no, just one, I, feel no. Like, I feel like you're like no. Just wondering. Don't if you remember? Like, <laughs> no. The show we're going? No. Um, no, because like a I, show or something. Yeah, like as much as I like music, I'm not nearly as like into the into the scene and everything like that. So, I mean, you're seeing an SP in October. No, I'm not. You're not? I thought you got tickets. Nope. Not at a hundred bucks a pop. Oh. Who was it? No, Ninja Sex Party. Oh. And that would have been more as a comedy show, not really, not as much of a music well, show. I've seen them, and it's still a very good performance, because yeah, uh, TWRP performers. opens for them. Yeah. And that's really good. Like, when I saw them in Chicago, that was a really good show, not just from, like, the comedy aspect of it, but from, like, a musical aspect of it, too. Yeah. So, but, but, but no, I mean, I see, I see my favorite bands when they come through and everything like that, but I'm not, I'm not hitting the streets looking for the scene, <laughs> you know what I mean? Hitting, you know, I've um, thought about so, it. I've thought about, like... Going to like some of these lower, not lower. That's a really shitty way these of putting it. Peasant shows. That would be lucky <laughs> like for the, my nickels. The the startup shows, you know. Uh, yeah. Like smaller venues. Just I kind of want to do that. Bitch shows. <laughs> I don't know. No. What about you? Or you just said it. Yeah. I just I just listed my favorites this yeah, year. Yeah. But any any upcoming that you're looking forward to? Thanks for saving me. <laughs> I don't. Foxing was my big upcoming one for the end of the year. Oh, uh, the 1975 and. James Blake. Those I are listen to the seventy-five. Are they good? Oh yeah, stupid. They're good. good. They put out a single this year. Their first single, meh. Their second single, what was wah. it? Which one was the first single? Ideal. Um, I don't even remember the title now. Cool. <laughs> cool. But love it if love it if we made it was the second single that came out, and it's perfection. It's because I heard one of them. I don't remember which one but I fucking hated it. Yeah, no, that's probably the first single I put out because it was just, you. if you heard Love It If We Made It, you'd like it. Like, I know that for a fact. Oh, we'll see. But yeah, the first single they put out was just like, eek, eek, this is not my... Which one, I think, is there one of them that's like talking about shooting heroin? Oh, yeah. You is didn't it? like that one? No. Oh, I, what? Uh-oh. It's a belter, Tori. It's not good. Really? Yeah. That's odd to me. And my opinion heavy, is like, correct. It's a heavy, like, <laughs> drum beat and, like, some synths in there. So I thought you would, and the belting vocals, I thought you'd be into it. Not, decidedly maybe, not into it. Maybe it takes a second listen. <laughs> I don't give second chances. Nah. <laughs> nah. You fucked me over. Now you're done. Oh. Well, that's about all the time we have for today. Thank you so much for watching Baseless Claims. If you have any other suggestions you'd like us to talk about in the future or any... (laughs) I'll take one question from the press pool, please. I just didn't... I I wanted to make sure you had to do it. So if if I had both microphones, then Tay couldn't cut off. But I guess now I cut it off. Thank you so much for watching Baseless Claims. If you have any topics you'd like to suggest or just want to say hi, you can do so in the comments below. You can find us all on Twitter where we will be available and we will see you next time. Thank you for watching. Thank you for watching. (laughs) 